0: When the guys asked me what my perfect night would be, I told them the truth. Beer and board games. They thought I was kidding. I was not kidding. know what that sound means it means it's episode 132 of the personal arrogance podcast starring me eric Walquist, and joining me is the other star the real star the star of our hearts
1: oh uh, is that me that's you um i'm jesse the terrible treble wilson jesse how you doing buddy i have felt like crap all day today yeah the sickness i got like the crud Mm -hmm.
0: yeah the crud is going around
1: i don't I don't know how to explain it. It's not like a cold or a flu. I just feel cruddy today.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the flu. But um, <laughs> my my coworker who works across from me in the cube across from me, he goes to me today he says, uh, "I like uh, he's been sick for a while." And I come in off the bus and I get in, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I was like. Ugh, ugh, ugh. And I had to clear out all of my phlegm. And he's like, oh, no, did I get you sick? And I was like, no, I just realized you're the first person I've spoken to today. (laughs) (laughs) It was that thing where, like, you just haven't spoken to anyone and your crud hasn't left your throat yet.
1: Yeah. But you're saying the
0: the crud's sticking around.
1: Yeah, the crud's sticking around. It is funny when, like, um, you're – like, when you're on the job search or something and uh, Mm – You're you're expecting a phone call, but you have the luxury of sleeping in all morning.
0: Yeah, Ed McMahon. Oh, so, that's Star Search.
1: Yeah, keep going. Um, uh, I I haven't had that luxury yet, but uh-huh. uh, so like you're like I'm just I'm gonna sleep in, but I'll keep my phone uh like next to my head to wake me up if someone calls me. Yeah, I'll- and then you get that call and it wakes you up, <laughs> and then you have to do like the uh, before you answer, yeah. you're quickly like ah, you clear your throat, and you're like la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> and then invariably, they're like, "Did I just wake you up?" I you're know. Like, it no, does, no, I'm cool.
0: It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> you are gonna sound like you just woke up. <laughs> yeah, <You know>, like <laughs> you hit answer and you're like, "Hello."
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I I, I wasn't asleep. No, I, wasn't I don't asleep. normally sleep till one thirty. Prospective employer.
0: No, I'm I was, uh, uh, I'm Ray Romano's brother from <laughs> Everybody Loves but <Raymond>. That's my. <laughs> That's my impression of him.
1: His, his name is Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, and re- Ray.
2: Ray always gets all the credit.
1: Why does mom love me more? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the crud.
1: The creepy crud got yeah. me.
0: Speaking of the creepy crud, I had the a, a bus adventure tonight. I, I'm on the bus for like a, quite a long period of time, so I usually have multiple people coming and sitting next to me. Uh, but the last guy who sat next to me decides to turn around to the guy behind him and starts screaming at him and saying, like, Fuck you, you asshole! You pushed me! And the guy's like, The bus was crowded! And he's like, Fuck you! I don't like riding the bus either! But you fucking pushed me, and you have to have common fucking decency! Like, trying to pick a fight with a... And this guy's like a middle-aged man with a mustache! Weird. So, needless to say, as soon as I got home, I cracked a beer. And mm-hmm. now I'm
1: just drinking and podcasting and having a good time. But it was an I, adventure. I think you need to start a new podcast. <sighs> What's that? Uh, where you just bring the podcast equipment on the bus and Dude, interview everyone that sits next to you.
0: I will not say that I have not already thought of this. <laughs> I'm like, if there's one place, that's the thing. Like, Like, if you, there's one place you could talk to yourself, it's on the bus. Like, we already talked about this. Like, if I'm listening to a podcast and I want to laugh, I used to be, uh, very, uh, very, uh, scared of doing that on the bus. But like, now I'm just laughing. Yeah. Because
1: you've become one of them.
0: I hope not. I haven't been picking my nose on the bus yet. I haven't, <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten to that level. I'm not saying it won't happen. You never know what the bus will do to you. It's a magical place.
1: The magic school bus. Miss, I've had a yeah. couple crazies lately too, actually. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, both at work. Yep. I had this lady come up because I work like kind of inside and outside. And, uh-huh. uh, this lady com- comes up and she looks lost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm like, is there something I can help you out with? Cause maybe she was a customer or something. I don't know. Right. And she's like, yeah, my, uh, my truck, uh, overheated and you can see it over there and I ran out of gas. I need to go to the co-op to pick up a check and then I need to go to squim to cash it. <laughs> and I was wondering if I gave you my, uh, driver's license number, and my phone number if I could have some money. Weird. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, sorry, I don't have any cash. And then she proceeded to walk all around the port where I work and ask everyone for money.
0: Well, that doesn't sound like the – I mean, it sounded very specific.
1: (laughs) That's the thing. It's like the hyper-specific Um. Like when people are bullshitting and lying, they <laughs> tend to make their stories too, too specific. specific. Yeah. And that was totally one of those. And then today, um at work this morning, a guy walks up and he's like, "Are you hiring?" And I was like, "Uh no, we're not hiring out right now, maybe in the maybe in the summer." And he he had like some sores on his face and he mm-hmm. had really messed up teeth. Mhm. And he was talking about like, yeah, I've just been trying to get a job over here, over here in Port Towns, and everyone's so happy. I've been living out in Port Angeles, and you, you just wouldn't believe how many people are on meth over there.
0: Uh, I was like, I'm pretty sure
1: I'm talking to one of them right oh, now.
0: man. Well, people are people, man. That's the one thing about the bus is that the bus is the great equalizer. It's true. It's like we're just all on the bus. We're just bus people now doesn't matter where we were before we got on the bus and where we are afterward. I'm just riding on the bus today listening to Mark Merritt and realizing I'm just in a big room full of people that's moving. Yeah. And we're all the, just the bus people now.
1: I think you need to start the bus cast.
0: Oh, man. Bus cast sounds good.
1: Eric's Magic School Bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it writes itself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of drinking, I came straight home. I actually bought a 12 pack because they were on sale for only twelve ninety seven at Safeway. Wow, uh, that's
1: so much better than twelve ninety nine.
0: Definitely, and it's the uh, the the Red Chair Northwest Pale Ale. This is a spring seasonal that I always enjoy. It's not the greatest batch of Red Chair, but it's hard to make a bad one, and it's still very drinkable and delicious. And I like it. Great. What are you drinking?
1: Well, uh, in honor of our Rhineland correspondent, Dennis, mm-hmm. I'm drinking the, uh, Kirkland Signature German style lager. Oh, wow. The Costco. Yeah. I got, I got some freebie Costco beers today.
0: That's crazy. I can't believe they make their own beer.
1: Well, here's the thing. Um, it is brewed and bottled by Hopfen und Malz Brewing Company in San Jose, which uh-huh. is owned by Gordon Biersch. Ah. And Gordon Beersh also makes the uh, Trader Joe's beer. Well, there you go. So they just have a big brewery down in California and they uh, contract brew for Costco and Trader Joe.
0: Well, you need to do a taste test between the Trader Joe's beer and the <laughs> Costco beer to see if it's really just the same beer. <laughs> That's a great idea.
1: <sighs>
0: Don't try to scam us. Uh, oh, oh, dedication. This episode is dedicated to none no other than Felix Hernandez, my boy. I love him. He, he is a guy who decided to, he, he decided, you know, like every sports star, he said, Oh, of course I want to stay in Seattle. And everybody's like, Come on, man. Everybody knows you want to go pitch for the Red Sox or the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But no, he actually does want to stay here. He just signed a seven year extension on his contract. And guess what? He's the highest paid pitcher in baseball. Totally deserves it. Felix Hernandez. I love him. And, uh, and he's ours now forever.
1: Oh, for seven years.
0: For seven years. Yeah, but,
1: at the end of the end of the year last year, I remember a lot of people saying, like, they're probably going to trade Felix to well, try and get, yeah. like, three or four young guys mm-hmm. to build a team around.
0: And I was like, we already did that with Cliff Lee and everybody else. I <laughs> uh, The thing about Felix is that, and I think people tend to overlook this, is that he's been in the Mariners organization since he was, like, 14 years old. Wow. Like, they found him <laughs> in Venezuela— they uh, taught him how to throw at the major league level. They brought him up. He's basically lived his entire life a Seattle Mariner. And he is like, you know what? This is my crew. I like these guys, and I'm just going to stay here. Literally a crew because they're Mariners. Right, exactly. So, Felix, we love you. Uh, I might get a Felix Hernandez T-shirt this year.
1: Yeah, safe to get one of those, huh? I,
0: yeah, I had the uh, the Unieski Betancourt T-shirt, and he left two years after I got it. Uh, mm. so I've been rocking that for a while, but I think I might get the Felix. I've also been thinking about the Freddie Montero. Maybe I'll splurge and get two, but I'm just excited. You know, I work down at Soto. I'm excited to, to walk up and go to some Felix games this year. Felix Hernandez with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. You are the key of this epicy.
1: Mm. I like those words you're making up. Thank you. Jesse, are you ready for a D20
0: roll-off? Uh, let's do it, Mabuki. Little tiny mat roll off. We're going to roll a 20-sided die to see who gets to speak first on the podcast. And I forgot mine, so I'm going to do it online, and I'm trying to search with my one hand. And here we go. Jesse, are you ready to roll?
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually already rolled. Damn it. I rolled a 19. Okay. Uh, Well, I rolled a 5.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Oh.
1: Alright, well, um, for my first topic, there's, well, there's kind of two things going on right now. We got some breaking news here. Mm-hmm. Eric, you're going to be excited about this.
0: Right. Ch- uh,
1: Chuck, Chuck Testa.
0: Chuck Testa? I love Chuck Testa.
1: He's doing an AMA on Reddit right now. Are you serious? He's currently doing one. I'm Chuck Testa. So, um, the first question here is, Would you rather taxidermy one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Perfect.
0: That's a perfect question for Reddit.
1: Uh, he did not answer that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's gotta be one horse-sized duck. Yeah, I mean, 100 little horses, that would be a lot of taxidermy. It'd
0: be a lot of taxidermy. So, before we get into this, I don't know if everybody knows who Chuck (laughs) Testa is, so we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to play the Chuck Testa commercial, uh, for everybody, um... And this is a commercial that went viral uh, and spawned my favorite phrase, which is nope, Chuck Testa. Uh, I tried nope, Eric Walquist, for a while, but it didn't really work out. (laughs) Anyway, here's uh, here's the commercial.
1: You probably thought this deer was alive. And this coyote was alive. And this pheasant was alive. Nope, they're not. They're dead. They've been taxidermized by Chuck Testa. Ohio Valley Taxiderm. I specialize in the most like-like dead animals anywhere. Period. Look at that antelope driving a car. Nope. It's just Chuck Testa. Oh no, there's a bear in my bed. Nope. Chuck Testa.
2: Hold on a second. There's a leopard feeding on an impala out on my deck. Nope. It's just
1: Chuck Testa with another realistic mount. Shipped to me from anywhere. Call Chuck Testa for the most lifelike dead animals around, period. Did that rhino just order a drink? Nope. Chuck Testa does not
0: taxidermize pet.
1: Nope.
0: Chuck Testa.
1: Yeah, so next question here yep. from uh, Musto Charles. Uh-huh. Is, uh, did that rhino just order a drink? <laughs> Do you want to guess the answer to that, Eric?
0: Nope, ch- nope, Chuck Testa?
1: You're correct. Thank you. Uh, Jewish Taco asked, uh huh, uh, what did you have for breakfast?
0: Nope, Chuck Testa? No,
1: nah, he said pears.
0: That would have been the best thing is if he just,
1: <laughs> first of all, pears? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pears. Were they canned? I don't know. I used to eat canned can, can pears in college.
0: <laughs> I used to eat just, just a can of pears in college when I was starving.
1: That's like all sugar. Yeah. That's like a can full of sugar.
0: It helps the medicine go down. I guess. Uh, second of all, Chuck Testa should have just answered every question. Nope, Chuck Testa. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> oh, the troll. Well, um, what else we got?
1: So, uh beyond that in a little bit of science news, something uh-huh. kind of exciting has happened in the world. Yep. And that is that the world's first bionic eye has seen the light of day. Holy shite. So, uh scientists have created a bionic eye and uh they describe it as in um Let's see. There are photoreceptor cells that turn light into electrochemical impulses that are transmitted to your brain via the optic nerve. Yep. Where they are decoded into images. So basically they've created a machine, uh, that bypasses that for people who have, uh, lost those photoreceptor cells due to a rare disease that afflicts a hundred thousand people in the United States. Oh. So, I think this is awesome. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, it, does it actually, like, uh, plug into their brain? Yeah. Jeez. It,
1: yeah, it's, um, it goes into the brain. I think there's something like 200, uh, like, inputs that go into the brain to, uh, replicate that. And one interesting thing is that they said they see mostly in black and white. But we have demonstrated more recently that we can produce color vision as
0: well. It's so funny that the, everything starts off with black and white. Yeah.
1: Well, it's easy.
0: Yeah. Black Anyone and white simple. Anyone can make
1: a black and white a bionic eye. Right.
0: And and it and it gives you that that nice old
1: timey feel. <laughs> See. You know, back- they started with black and white, then they progressed to sepia tone, right. which is kind of confusing. Why the sepia tone
0: right. transition? I think it gives you a more flesh tone-like appearance.
1: I guess, but is that much of
0: an improvement from black and white? See, I feel like it went sepia tone to black and white. Because if you think about like old-timey photos, they're all sepia tone. <sighs> like, I think maybe it was just like a brown chemical.
1: Ah, that's interesting. A- but I feel like when you look at really old photos, they're yep. black and white. But maybe not. I don't know.
0: Who knows? There's no way to know.
1: <laughs> this is a fascinating conversation <laughs> to be sure. Yes, there's no way to find out. So I wanted to ask you, Eric. Yes. um Within reason, yep. what kind of bionic parts would you want? Within reason? Well, <laughs> basically no wing-wings.
0: No wings. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, I choose not to acknowledge the second part of that,
1: mm-hmm. but it is, oh, hili- okay.
0: but it is hilarious. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm a tall guy and I feel like eventually my knees are going to go out. So I'll probably have bionic knees at some point.
1: That's a good point. If you could have like some, yeah, like piston activated knees or something. Oh yeah. I, I Hydraulic think just, knees. I think
0: just like robot legs in general would be good.
1: Mm. You go on. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: I got you know, you're gonna you could have foot problems, you can have circulation problems. Your legs are basically you can have varicose veins. Your legs are just gonna like deteriorate like crazy, and then all and then they're just gonna become these things that are dangling off the edge of your body, and you hate them. So why not just replace them with titanium uh, piston legs? Yeah, atomic do power.
1: Do you think your legs ever get pissed off at your arms? You mean jealous? Well, yeah, jealousy mm. because I mean. Jealousy and resentment, because right. I mean, they probably started off as the same thing. Yeah, and then just due to bad placement, they well, ended up having to be the workhorses of your body.
0: Yeah, well, it's not even bad placement because it's it's the it's the hands. Mm. Like the yeah, hands, that's, that's, that's a, a crux. Like if we had hands on all fours, we might just crawl around. I but don't we know. did
1: at one point.
0: Yeah but then we started developing feet and then the feet screwed feet everything up. Got, our feet just got smushed into these gross hands. I know. They got they got these hands that are like we don't need all of the finger.
1: With stubby little fingers. Yeah. Uh it's kind of gross. See, I I have the opposite problem of you uh-huh. that I I'm, I'm not I'm not a particularly tall man. Mm-hmm. And uh we decided to play a little bit of football right. uh, a couple of weekends ago right. and I think I need bionic arms. Why? Because I can't catch or throw a football.
0: Well, come on, man. You just
1: started. <laughs> yeah. It takes but... some time. You're not Jordy Hoyt here. I know. Well, apparently some people can just waltz into it and not ever have touched a football before and become right. MVPs at life. Exactly. And that's not me. I need, I need a little uh, performing enhancement.
0: But it's good that you got a ball now and you can juggle that ball. You can bounce it up and down. You can play with the ball.
1: Uh, you know, you can do whatever you want with the ball. It's your ball. I know, but I could also get bionic arms. Yes. Which is, I think, what I, that would be what I splurged Yeah,
0: there are those robots that, like, can catch a ping pong ball and stuff. Are there? Yeah, just, just, uh, just Google robot catching ping pong ball and it'll blow your mind. (laughs) Uh, Interesting.
1: uh, Well, um, Jaffe Baseman asked, what's the strangest thing you've taxidermied? What's that? Uh, I have to say that I was recently asked to do a human rib bone as well as two human fingers, and in the animal world, I mounted a two-headed calf. Uh,
0: How do you mount a rib bone?
1: I don't know. It's really taxidermy. This rib bone, please. Okay, done. (laughs) Here you go. That'll be $250.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I also find it weird that Chuck Tess's name... Uh, on no, his his username is big c 87.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> big C 87 is a notorious troll.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Damn. I've been duped. No, it's just Chuck Testa. It's it's a notorious troll who only wrote nope. C big c 87 <laughs> on every comment.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. That's yep. your mix of Chuck Testa and Bionics.
0: There you go. And it all oh, comes that's together. That's
1: he should get in.
0: It all comes together with uh doing things with body parts.
1: Now, what if okay, I I hadn't really thought about this till now, but what if you got into the uh robotic taxidermy business? Mm-hmm. My cat. Now
0: you're thinking, Jesse, now you're thinking.
1: Yeah, my cat, I love him. He yeah. died. I can't I can't go on without this cat. <laughs> Give it to me. I'll right. cut the skin off, pull the eyeballs out, right. and put it on this robo cat.
0: Robo cat that also vacuums.
1: Yeah. Just yep. stretch that skin over a Roomba. Yeah, Roomba You, c- oh, you have the perfect You have the perfect pet.
0: I do like the idea of the Robocat. <laughs> it's like we have four dispositions. We have ignore, we have don't give a fuck. We have feral and then we have the wild card. <laughs> It's like a Furby, it just you never know what mood it's gonna have. It's like
1: maybe I wanna play, maybe not. Yeah,
0: maybe I wanna destroy you. You have to watch out because they do have steel claws.
1: Yeah, you're gonna get scratched. You're gonna get cut up. (laughs) I love the idea of like, you know, the Terminator vision, (laughs) except it's just a cat like walking through and it it sees you and it's like do not give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It walks off. This cat comes with its own laser pointer. And laser rifle. Oh god. Oh man. Uh, that could seriously be a business in the future. It really could. Chuck Tustin's good on that. Yeah. Robo Ta- cat. Taxa cyborg. Yep. <laughs> All
0: right, Jesse. Uh, we have some. Uh, we have some listener feedback that we need to get to. I forgot to get it at the beginning of the show. We're gonna switch some stuff up. So get over it. Get off my back. Uh, get off my back. Yeah. So first of all, uh we got uh our Connect the Dotsy this week. Uh Roger Dotsie, he wanted to remind us that he is not from Tennessee. He is from Kentucky. He's a Kentucky Colonel. His name is now Kentucky Derbel. <laughs> Kentucky Derbel. Kentucky Colonel Roger Dotsie, Connect the Dotsy each week. <sighs> okay. Uh, but uh, as we all know, uh, this this podcast is being released on Valentine's Day, so hopefully you're cozying up to a loved one, putting an earbud in each of your ears and listening to it together as you breathe in each other's mouths. Uh, <laughs> Roger said that he has a, uh, a V-Day, uh, a, a Valentine's Day uh, tradition, and he uh, wanted to know if we had any. But first of all, here's his. Uh, on Valentine's Day, he and his—is uh, it his wife? I believe it. yes, it's totally his wife. Uh, Dressed up and feast at McDonald's—the only day of the year she eats there. That may not be allowed for a lot of couples. My wife's just that awesome. But the real magic is on the weekend closest to it. It's a magical weekend. First, we indulge in our guilty pleasures all weekend: cookie cake from Great America, Little Caesars, Texas Roadhouse, a dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. And a breakfast from our favorite breakfast place in Louisville, Wild Eggs High Reco.
1: I really want to go there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I want to go to Louisville. Just for the I sluggers. I do too.
1: We could go to the slugger museum. Yeah, just the sluggers. Also, um, what is a Texas roadhouse? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, I'm intrigued. Yeah,
0: the Texas roadhouse. It's, uh, it's two fists of bacon. Oh, God. And then you... Punch each other in the face with them, and then you eat the bacon as you're getting punched.
1: I am okay with that. Yeah. Sounds romantic.
0: It does. Uh, says they're all in the docket. Plus, we always see two movies, a horror movie and a romantic comedy. As you said a few weeks ago. What's no the
1: co- difference? <laughs> 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 nice.
0: Yeah, that was my RoboCat. Uh, <laughs> as you said a few weeks ago. <laughs> No good movies come out now. So we cheese it up and have a ball, especially after Oscar movie weekend. Finally, all our activities are all weekend alternate between what we each want to do. So in short, make it fun. V-Day is about love. So share your love by sharing what you love. Uh, he wants to ask what we do. And uh, thank you so much, Roger, for, for emailing us. Uh, you know, I my wife's birthday is February 17th. So I'm kind of off the hook because for Valentine's Day we don't really do anything special, but for her birthday then we do something special. We go on a trip or something. Double down. Double down. But you know, for Valentine's Day I usually stay home. I cook the meal. I cook. I'm cooking uh, short ribs this this year. Doesn't have to be anything super romantic. Just has to be something delicious, and then we'll probably rent a movie. So throw 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 some flowers in the mix, and you
1: got a V Day. Eh? There you go. Do you do anything special, J Dog? Uh, well, I haven't re- we haven't really had time to establish a tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be Tasha and my second, uh, Valentine's Day together. Right. And we have a three and a half month old baby. So do the yep. math on that one. Uh huh. Um, last year. Yep. Uh, we were still kind of secret dating. Yep. Cause we worked together. So we didn't want anyone to know. And yep. she had to borrow my car and she filled it up with gas. So that was awesome.
0: That sounds like a good tradition.
1: I like that tradition a lot. Yep. Um but I, I think we're gonna go to Papa Murphy's and order one of those heart shaped pizzas. Uh huh. And then and uh just pick up a couple of good beers and chill out at home and play Agricola. That's that's our plan.
0: That sounds awesome. I do like the idea of uh of just sneaking around. That's kind of exciting too. Ooh, it's like you can I have, like that too. You could have a sneaky with your SO. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Uh, Lydia had a good idea, though. My wife had a good idea. Maybe she was saying we should just throw a party on Valentine's Day because everybody has so much pressure on Valentine's Day to do something. And, like, we don't want to go. This is why we cook dinner at home because we don't want to go out and, like, there's never any parking. and You can't get reservations anywhere. And it's just like.
1: Going out on Valentine's Day is for
0: suckers. Right. Unless you're
1: going to McDonald's.
0: Exactly. And so, uh, you know. We were like, why don't we just throw a party and we can invite all our friends? They're all off the hook too, and then we're gonna have a great V Day party time. Mm, but lots
1: of sneaking around at that party. <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, but you know, to each his own. Roger, I like your tradition. Uh, we also got uh, a couple of voicemails this week. Um, I think first I want to play uh, from our from our German correspondent, uh, Dennis- Rhineland
1: correspondent. What is it,
0: Rhineland?
1: What's Rhineland? Like the land of the Rhine. The Rhine River. Right. Ah. Western Germany. Okay. Rhineland.
0: Uh, Our Rhineland correspondent, Dennis Kleinbeck. And here's what he had to say.
2: Hey, arrogance. It's the German um, with his voicemail again. Before I get to the core of my message, um, I would like to state that there is no kind of relation between the Austrian actor Christoph Waltz and the German movie snob, Dennis Kleibach. Um like you said in the last cast. So, uh, since this is out of the way, I've been sick the last few days, so I spent all of my uh, time listening to podcasts and watching all those movies that I bought, but uh, never had the time to watch. So, uh, what I wanted to say is actually that I uh, pretty much fell in love with movies that were made in the 70s and 80s, um, oh, they are so great with, uh, such suspenseful music, and, um, yeah, those are, um, uh, very, very good. Um, so my question is, do you prefer those movies, um, or do you, uh, prefer the modern cinema, actual cinema with, um, Transformers and, um, I don't know, Avengers? Yeah, that. this is my question, um... Yeah, that's it. Uh, get off my back and uh, stay arrogant, guys.
0: Get off my back.
2: Get off my back.
0: Seriously, get off my back.
2: Uh, <laughs> Dennis,
0: uh, we all know that you're Christoph Waltz. We're all porn yeah. for you. You don't have to. You don't have to disguise it. Uh, and you know we love Django. We love you and Django.
1: Yeah, you're great. Um, and obviously, if you were Christoph Waltz, right. It's the obvious decision to come on our podcast and send us voicemails.
0: Well, yeah, I mean we have a wide appeal. It's not a big, it's not a big to do that we have an international Oscar-winning movie star uh as one of our listeners, and he likes to call mm-hmm. in. I understand that you need to protect your identity. Uh You know, you don't. I, I do notice Dennis doesn't actually call our voicemail line at three six zero three six two zero zero two four. He sends us voicemails, so we can't track it. Oh, that's a good point. Yep, because yep. I, he sends I sent us audio I just... files.
1: I re- I do not believe that that voicemail that he supposedly sent us from Baucom, yeah, uh, the city in north west uh, North Rhine-Westphalia, mm-hmm. Western Germany, which is located in the Ruhr area and surrounded by the cities of Essen, Gelsenkirchen, Hern, castrop Ruxel, Dortmund, <laughs> Whitman, and Hottingen. You expect me to believe that? Right. That did not come from a city with a population of three hundred seventy-five thousand, and it's the sixteenth most populous city in Germany. No way. No way. Well, anyway,
0: regardless, uh, <laughs> regar- regardless, Christoph. I mean, uh, I mean, Dennis. Uh, we we do love those movies, and I would say especially action movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, and that goes all the way into the nineties. It goes all the way up until. Because like my favorite action movie of all time is True Lies, which I think came out like nineteen ninety six or something, or ninety four. I love that movie. I think it's great. I could watch it over and over and over again. Uh, And it does. You do get that suspenseful, the suspenseful music, but it's got like the weird. You gotta do it with the weird VHS like bounciness. So it's like. (laughs) you know v h s
1: those music tour to listeners here oh I
0: know uh Jesse, what do you think of these movies
1: i I couldn't agree more. I right. love the eighties movies, you know your predators, your aliens, your roadhouse, you yeah. got your blood sport, you got your uh uh your time cop mm-hmm. robocop uh, you got your robocop i mean how can you forget total that? recall total recall it's it's the it's the heyday of action movies right. and you just the the odds and the teens so far just don't hold a candle to it.
0: Well that's a weird thing, is like now all of all movies, all big movies are like these epic stage pieces. Like it's like we right. have to make this part animated feature part giant two hundred million dollar movie and it needs to make five hundred million dollars in order to be a success.
1: Yeah, I feel like the the action movies of the '80s were a lot more self aware, and they knew that they were goofy, so they didn't have to like be just super serial, right? And what's the best action movie that I've seen in modern times? What Expendables? It, oh, there you go. Which is just an '80s movie made today, harking it back. Although, I mean, you also uh, you also have like your snatches and your lock stocks.
0: Yeah, but that's a whole other deal. And really, those are more turn of the, turn of the century movies. Right.
1: But those are great, too.
0: They are good. But I also, and, and Dennis, I don't know, you didn't really specify exactly what titles, but I think that's what, those are, those are the Hallmark movies that we love are the action movies of that time. Of course, we love your Dog Day Afternoons, your Scorsese's, your, uh, of course, what, what, uh, what Kubrick was doing that during that period was awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, your Raging Bull, you know, all that too. That's all good, too. But really, if you want the bread and butter, just smother me with with '80s action films.
1: Yeah, yep. and there were some good war movies going on there. Oh too. yeah, oh yeah. Well, I your mean, th- Full Metal Jackets, yeah. your uh, Hamburger Hills, the Deer Hunter, the all the all yeah. the Clint Apocalypse Eastwood Vietnam now. movies were fantastic.
0: I actually did a paper on Vietnam movies when I was in school, and it was interesting because you know there have been plenty of movies produced now that are. Uh, I'm going to talk about a paper that I wrote in college. I'm uh, okay with it. Yeah, uh, there are plenty of movies now that are that are about either the Iraq War, things like uh, uh, what was that bomb movie, uh, the Hurt Locker. Mm. Uh, and, and there's plenty. I of thought movies. you meant great. What? <laughs> what?
1: I thought you said bomb. Oh, you know that bomb movie.
0: Oh yeah, the Super Bomb movie. Uh, it's Super Bomb uh sorry
1: um but spit fear everywhere, but like the
0: Vietnam War era was was much more like uh high high uh i don't know it, it hit a nerve in society, and they didn't make any Vietnam movies during the Vietnam War. they only made one and it was the green beret it was starred John Wayne, and it was like a classic John Wayne movie that they just like f- smacked Vietnam on. And then yeah. they didn't make any Vietnam movies until 10 years after the war was over. The Deer Hunter was really the first Vietnam movie that was made.
1: You know, uh, I haven't seen The Deer Hunter yet. Oh, it's good. I need to watch that one. What'd you think of, um, what's the one with Marlon Brando? Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Classic. Modern, yeah. modern classic. Modern Citizen Kane. Do you know it was a total flop when it first came out? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it was a, kind of a slow burn classic. Yeah. I think, I think
0: Citizen Kane was kind of the same thing. But my favorite one is is definitely Full Metal Jacket. We're getting down a road here. This is becoming a topic. We got one more phone call. Uh, and this is from a new caller, I believe. Uh, and it goes a little something like this. Hey, Eric and Jessica, this is Jason in
1: Cincinnati. Uh, this might be an old topic since it's been on for the last three episodes, but um, I wanted to weigh in on the whole Star Wars thing. Um a lot of people say that J.J. Abrams is a Star Trek guy going to do Star Wars, but I just thought it might need to be pointed out that he kind of considers himself a Star Wars guy doing Star Trek movies. So, And plus, there's like an RGD tube in the first movie. I mean, how do you get more Star Wars than that? So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Get off my back.
0: Get off my back!
1: Get off my back!
0: Jason, thank you so much for calling. You know, this <laughs> is the thing. It's, it's. He actually said when they were when they were talking about uh, the possibility of new Star Wars directors, he was saying, you know, uh, I've loved Star Wars. I grew up on it, and the thing that I did when I k- took Star Trek on was that I didn't know anything about it. He wasn't a Star Trek fan at all, so he was kind of able to do whatever he wanted with Star Trek. Uh, but. You know, he's a Star Wars fan. He's the guy. He's the guy of the moment. So let's see what he does. This is his time. And uh and like I said before, he's king of the nerds. Also, uh our good uh, good buddy and karaoke master John O'Brien uh from Boston wrote us and told us uh let us in that JJ J. Abrams is also working with Gabe and Valve to produce a Half-Life movie. So, yeah, it's just total king of the nerds for JJ Abrams.
1: Yeah, that's He's he's all over the place.
0: What are you gonna do, man?
1: Total saturation. Yeah. We'll Next get, thing you know, he'll be directing the ne- Necronomicon.
0: <laughs> I hear it's a great. I hear the book is always better than the movie. Though. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I. No one's ever gotten through it without going insane. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, for chiming in on our listener feedback. You can always uh, send us a voicemail. Uh, just call us 360 362 0024. You'll go straight to voicemail and you can leave it there. Um, or you can email us at personalarrogance at gmail.com. Thank you so much for, uh, for your input. And now it's time for me to talk. And this also harkens back to, uh, karaoke master John O'Brien from Boston. Uh, he wrote us on last week's episode, he wanted to get his suggested topic in early. And he said, uh, hypothetically, you get to pick a celebrity entourage of four people to hang out with. It includes a musician, an athlete, an actor, and a wild card. Who would you pick? Uh, so let's go through these, Jesse. I'll go first. So I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about the musician category. Now, my mind went straight to Ben Gibbard because Ben Gibbard is my hero, a graduate of Olympic high school where I went to high school. Uh, native of Bremerton, Washington, went to Western Washington University, which is where you went. Lived in Seattle. uh Started Death Cab for Cutie, was, then was in uh, the Postal Service. Married Zoe Deschanel. Got divorced from Zoe Deschanel. Now he's doing more touring. All around guy. I feel like I could talk to him because, like, we're from the same place.
1: Yeah, and that's I, pretty. I actually kind of forgot about that. Yeah, the whole Olympic High School thing.
0: Yeah, totally. Like he's from Bremerton, and we went to the same high school.
1: That's, that's so weird. Yeah. I totally space uh, that out,
0: and so I'm like, "Oh, we could talk about I don't know, what was that pizza place at the fairgrounds? Fairgrounds with, pizza, yeah, fairgrounds pizza."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could talk to him. His my science teacher in high school was a lifeguard with him. Awesome. At at the uh, at the swimming pool.
0: Yeah, there at Olympic. Yeah, well, there you go. So I I originally like I went straight to. Uh, Went straight to Ben Gibbard. But then I was like, if I could pick any musician. Yeah, too easy. You got to go with Snoop Dogg. Because anywhere you go with Snoop Dogg, you're going to get the star treatment. Like, I feel like Snoop Dogg, like even more than Jay-Z, like Snoop Dogg's the type of guy you can hang out with. And I feel like you could have a good time with. And he's going to make sure you have a good time. And you can literally (laughs) go anywhere and you'll get like the coolest booth and, like, as much Crystal vodka as you want, and he's just going to have a- <laughs>
1: crystal champagne, stupid.
0: Whatever, and <laughs> it'll be fun. Like, if you are if you want to have the best time of your life, I feel like spending, uh, like, a party, uh, just going out with Snoop Dogg for, for a party, for a hang, I think that you'd probably have the greatest time you've ever had.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good answer. So I'm going with Snoop.
0: Who are you going with?
1: Uh well first I want to just say I don't feel uh I don't I don't see a reason why Brian Bosworth couldn't fill all of these categories. Well true. So that's my default. That's my number one. Okay. Number two, I don't know, kind of I I, I think I might be combining the two uh-huh. of your choices. Ben Gibbert plus uh Snoop Dogg equals Jimi Hendrix. Well there you go. Oh, yeah, these aren't living or dead. Yeah, exactly. Living or dead, right? Right. Yeah. So one, he's local. Uh, we can talk about, uh, Seattle stuff. I lived there for almost a year. Mm -hmm. So he'll relate to that. He ran away from Seattle when he was 14. So there's that. Right. Uh, we could talk about train stations. Yep. I've waited for my train to be a coming before. So I feel, I feel like we've got that in common. Yep. And two, you know, um Living Legend, except Living he's legend. dead. So Yeah. yeah. I feel like you might even get the booth, one better booth than Snoop Dogg. Well, that's true.
0: I don't, yeah, I feel like Snoop Dogg's got the booth, and then, like, the guy comes in, he's like, yo, Jimmy just showed up. <laughs> Snoop, you gotta go.
1: Also, Jimmy has his own line of vodka. Well, there you go. Which was created posthumously, so mm-hmm. I don't know how he necessarily feels about that. But I don't know. I, that's an in- another... Topic of discussion.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, let's move on to the athlete. I think athlete's a no-brainer for me. It's going to be Felix Hernandez. He just signed a contract for $25 million a year. So you know he's picking up the tab, even from Snoop Dogg. And he's like my age. He's
1: like – yeah. This was a fun game. I forgot about this. All the uh, Seattle uh, athletes who are between your birthday and my birthday. Right, right. Between our ages. Right. I think we had, uh, we had Felix, we had, um, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. There's another one. I forget. The
0: funny thing is that, yeah, so Marshawn Lynch was born April 22nd, 1986. So yeah, that's between our birthdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 the the sad thing is that Russell Wilson is way younger than us. Yeah,
1: Russell Wilson's younger than <laughs> us. I have come to terms with this.
0: Yes. Uh, but yeah, Felix Hernandez, man. I feel like we could have a good time. He seems like he could he can party, and yeah, he's picking up the tab. So what makes
1: you feel like he can party. He's
0: Venezuelan, man. He can, he's a, he's, a, wow. he's the life of the party. That's racist. It's super to racist say to, say <laughs> to say that people from Venezuela are really fun to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, who is your
1: athlete? Um, I would go with. Uh, fellow Jesse. Mm-hmm. You might expect me to go with a fellow Wilson, right. but I'm not going to. Right. I'm going with Jesse, uh, Jesse Owens.
0: You're, so, is, oh, Jesse Owens is still alive. <laughs> is he?
1: You're just Jesse. going with the
0: old timey guys.
1: Uh, is there a problem with that?
0: No. <laughs> There's no stipulation.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one, um, we can, we can talk about being named Jesse. Even oh, though- Jesse Owens died in
0: 1980. So, yeah, yeah, both of your guys are There's no dead.
1: way he was still... He raced against the
0: Nazis. I'm sorry. I got it mixed up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Like, I'm a history buff. I know a lot about the Nazi right, movement right. and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. we could talk about that. World War then, II. Huh? We, yeah, talk about World War II. Yeah. And uh, we could... I would laugh about how his name's not actually Jesse, but it was JC. Uh-huh. But everyone called him Jesse anyway. Right. And, you know, I I, I think... That would be fun. He, fun he has a room at my booth with Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, Jesse, and Jimmy. And Jesse. So far, it's Jimmy, Jesse, and Jesse.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a full Jake conspiracy going. Exactly. All right. Now it's time for an actor. So, uh, put this in your mind. I'm already hanging out with Snoop Dogg and I'm hanging out with, uh, with Felix Fernandez. Uh, I think that the only actor who can, who can hold that type of company would have to be Nicolas Cage. Mm. Although I feel like it might be kind of depressing to hang out with Nicolas Cage. I I don't.
1: I don't think I would enjoy that at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about the how about the the up and coming Nicolas Cage? John Cusack.
1: There you go. Yeah, there you go. He's an up and coming Nicolas Cage. Yeah,
0: he's the up and coming Nicolas Cage. Mm. He's like four movies away from making a uh, a medieval. (laughs) A medieval epic in, in in Yugoslavia. Calling it Ironclad, okay, uh, or the witches, whatever. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll go with John Cusack. I feel like my crew is really coming out into a, and he's like the older, wiser. I guess Stoop Dog's kind of old now too, but but uh, but John Cusack, I feel like he's been to a few parties back when he was in the Brat Pack, and uh, and knows his way around a good time. Yeah. Who's and your- it's
1: not even Venezuelan.
0: Exactly. So uh who's your who's your actor?
1: I feel like uh Paul Rudd would be a fun guy to hang out oh, yeah. with. He just kinda seems like an everyday kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I I don't think he would have like a hyperinflated ego. So right. I, I I think he would have a lot to add to the conversation. He probably knows a little bit of uh World War II history to throw in there, also. I, I think- don't know what I'm basing that off of. <laughs>
0: I think that <laughs> I need to revoke my John Cusack. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna throw in Tina Fey. Oh, that's
1: a good answer. Because
0: she would be a blast to hang out with. She and she would be able to goof.
1: Yeah, she'd be she'd be a goofer. Yep, for sure. Uh,
0: so anyway, Tina Fey, and then finally the wild card, Jesse. Um, so I was talking about this with Lydia, and she didn't really agree with this, but I feel like if you're gonna have a wild card, it has to be a wild card. It has to be your Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. <laughs> Right. Like, it's got to be the sore thumb, right? And my wild card is going to be Alex Trebek.
1: Because I feel like Alex Trebek is a secret party animal. You have officially thrown the worst party ever. Why? <laughs> hey, why? This sucks. Why? I like my booth way more. My booth is
0: awesome, dude.
1: I don't know. No, no. There's no way Alex Trebek and Tina Fey would get along. Well... That's the thing would, is, I feel like they Alex would Trebek, butt heads. Uh, it would be awkward. I feel stinted. like Alex Trebek
0: is kind of a dick.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Ah, uh, crap. Well, fine. If we're going, oh, he, this guy's not even dead yet. I'm going to go Bob Barker. If I'm going, uh, if I'm going.
1: <laughs> not even dead yet.
0: Yeah. I thought he was dead, but he's not.
1: Or Bob.
0: Bob, I'll go with Bob Barker because I know Bob Barker can throw himself a party.
1: And a punch. I've seen Happy go on. Yeah, he,
0: I think he'd have a good time.
1: Yeah, Bob Barker would be fun to hang out with.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks for setting me straight. Jesse, who's your wild
1: card? Uh, Brian Bosworth, baby. The oh, there boss the is boss. back yep. at my
0: booth. Why did I even ask?
1: Yeah. Duh. Although, oh. I would rather just hang out with four Brian Bosworths. Well, there you go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Call it Bosden in here. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's,
0: that's our answer. Uh, please let us know what your answer is, listener. A musician, an athlete, an actor, and a wild card. Go ahead. Let us know
1: whose who's booth is best.
0: Yeah, go and let us know whose booth is best. You know mine's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Snoop Dogg, I got Felix Hernandez, I got Tina
1: Fey, and I got Bob Barker. And who do you have, Jesse? Jimi Hendrix, Jesse Owens, Paul Rudd, and Brian Bosworth. Yeah. Bleh.
0: <laughs> All right, well, uh, let us know who your four would be. Uh, go ahead and send us an email, personal at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 3603620024 Jesse are you ready for a break that's a
1: categorical yes
0: oh really
1: mm. all right
0: so this is a shout out to to another loyal listener
1: we love it when you
0: when you tell us what's up because we will listen to you that's part of the deal here uh and this goes out to Priscilla Torres she's a loyal listener she says she doesn't even drink beer or play board games but we entertain her and oh uh, we love to entertain Priscilla, and uh, she says that she missed us playing scat, scat, categories, so you know what that means. It's time for scat, scat, categories Jesse, why don't you explain the rules?
1: Uh, well, essentially, we're going to be Delta letter of the alphabet and have a bunch of categories right. uh, read, and you have to say a word that pertains to that category that begins – with the assigned letter. Exactly. Meanwhile, a horribly, horribly distracting soundtrack mm-hmm. will be played to uh, to, to right. make it harder because it wasn't hard enough yeah, already.
0: So, so you might be saying to yourself, that just sounds like categories, And it's like, it is categories. but guess what? We're also going to have scat music playing in the background uh, provided by Elephant's Gerald. And it's going to be a blast. That's what it's going to be. So, uh, Jesse, you want to go first or second? You won the roll off. I'll go first. Okay. So. uh, How's this
1: going to work? Because, I mean, we are doing it over a distance.
0: Right. So I'm going to have to read them to myself. Okay. But that's fine. That'll work.
1: Yeah, that'll be fine.
0: Uh, So I'm going to roll our alphabet die here to see what letter we're doing this week. Oh, it's S, Jesse. This is a a pretty good letter. It's pretty easy. Fitting. Yes. Uh, So. Uh, Jesse. Uh, we're gonna start the clock here, and we're each gonna keep time. And uh, let's start off with the music.
1: Oh Oh, my God!
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jesse, are you ready?
1: Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Here we go. Uh, fictional character. S. Santa Claus. Menu items.
1: Sandwiches. Magazines. Uh, Sports Illustrated Capitals Sacramento Uh,
0: Kinda Candy Salt Uh, Taffy Items you save up to buy Shotguns Uh, Footwear (laughs)
1: Sandals
0: (laughs) Something you keep hidden
1: Pass Uh,
0: Items in a suitcase Socks,
1: uh, things with tails, squirrels,
0: uh, sports equipment,
1: shoulder pads,
0: uh, and crime. Uh, boop.
1: Uh, boop. 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 <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs>
0: Jesse, you, you yeah. did well. You got eight yeah. right, or you got All right. ten? You got ten right out of twelve.
1: I'm okay with that.
0: All right, good job, Jesse. Though this one's for me, I'm still gonna stay with the letter S. <laughs> Here we go. Restaurants. Uh, uh Notorious people. S- uh, s- uh. Jesse, gotta let me know when we run out of time. <laughs> Let's pass. <laughs> uh, fruits. Starfruit. Things in a medicine cabinet. Uh, syringes. <laughs> nope. What if you're diabetic?
1: Well, actually, maybe if you're diabetic. Diabetic.
0: Okay. Uh, toys. Uh, uh, Star Wars action figures. Okay. Uh, household chores. Uh, uh, spring cleaning. Spring uh, cleaning? Bodies of water. Sea of Cortez. Authors, uh, Steinbeck, Halloween costumes, uh, uh, um, uh, crap, uh, weapons, uh, a sword, uh, things that are round, a sphere, and words associated with exercise, sweat.
1: I think that's ten.
0: That's ten, Jesse. Now this is up to you. I did say household chores, spring cleaning. Does that count?
1: I, I think it does.
0: All right. Well, we tied, so you know what that means.
1: Geography tiebreaker.
0: Geography tiebreaker.
1: All right.
0: All right. Let me grab the cards. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Here we go. I have the uh, I have the cards right here. I'm gonna read uh, Trivial Pursuit. Who's ever geographically closest to the answer? We'll win the game, and here's the question that's not geographically closer. It is – I guess you might know this, though. What's the most common Russian surname?
1: Uh, Ivanovich. Ivanov. Oh, yeah. I, I did the middle name. But oh. same is that idea. after
0: Ivan the Terrible?
1: Um, it's anyone named Ivan. Or, that hmm. That's essential, essentially the uh, – uh, like, I don't know Johnson of Russia. Yeah. Okay. Ivanov.
0: Uh, here we go. Oh God, that's, that's easy. That's too easy. Okay. All right, here we go. Is what is what is Britain's position on the Chinese mainland? Uh, oh yeah. It's not even relevant anymore. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what body of water borders Saudi Arabia to the east? Uh, would that be the Red Sea? I'm going to go with the Arabian Sea. The Persian Gulf. But <laughs> All right. Now you're going to make me Google it. <laughs> oh, This is the longest break ever.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: like, eh. Persian Gulf. Gulf of Oman is right next to that. Uh, the Arabian Sea is right off of there. The Red Sea is on the other side. I'm going to go with the Arabian Sea. It's closer. All
1: right. All right. I Congratulations. win. Congratulations!
0: Well, finally. Well, Jesse, you won the
1: roll off. So why don't you tell me your second topic? Um, Yeah. I'm not totally convinced that the Sea of Cortez is a real thing, by the way. Oh,
0: <laughs> let me go. I, I, I just, that I was just somewhere in the back of my,
1: yeah. I just Googled it. It's the Gulf of California, also known as the Sea of Cortez. What's <laughs> wrong with that? So if I said Salish Sea, you wouldn't give it to me? Well, you didn't say that, and it would have given you double points. Yes, it would have. Anyway, so um, <laughs> the State of the Union address happened yesterday as right. we're recording. Yep, the so-too. Okay. And uh, we, we don't like to get political on the show. No. But uh, there was one thing that was brought up, mm-hmm. which was universal preschool. Yep. Essentially, uh, public school available to everyone for preschool instead of, you know, private school. And there are like state and federally funded, f- funded, that's a great word. Yep. Uh, funded. Yep. Uh, preschool programs. Yep. But, but this would just be like school for all preschool kids. Yep. And I want to know what your thoughts are on this. But first, uh-huh. I want to just say as a, as a parent. Yep. Uh I think this is a great idea.
0: Oh, I think it's a wonderful idea.
1: <laughs> I think it's a great idea. And uh anything to get the baby out of the house <laughs> faster. You know what? I don't I don't see why 2-year-olds can't be going to school. I you know, learning starts almost immediately. That's uh, true. My daughter is almost 4 months old. I don't see why she's not in a school that's paid for by the state right now.
0: <laughs> Come on. I, well, so you just want to get the kid out of the house.
1: If we're going to win this Cold War, Eric. Right. We need, uh, computer programmers, uh-huh. chemists, right. physicists, right. you know, and that kind of learning starts, uh, I mean, at, at birth, even yep. earlier, yep. in my opinion, you yep. know. Get the uh get the old uh speaker up to the womb yep. and start talking about some uh you know, molecular bonding issues. Well,
0: I really hope that people are putting headphones on their wombs and playing this podcast to their <laughs> unborn children.
1: Uh <laughs> No. But they won't they won't come out. They'll <laughs> no, be like, I no, don't want to yeah. enter this world. <laughs>
0: no thank you. No thanks. No thank you. Uh The thing that I like, like, you are right. I mean, your child's brain grows not only in size, but also the way it starts burning, like, burning these neural pathways Mm -hmm. uh, between the ages of one and five. It'll grow, like, 90% of its size during that time. And it starts establishing neural pathways based on what's happening around it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So... I understand that there are critics out there who might say this is kind of scary because then you're basically putting your child in the government's hands at a very young age. Right. Uh, which, if we're going to win the Cold War, we have to indoctrinate our children to become patriots. Right. But at the same time, uh, it's it's been proven multiple – I mean, there's tons of research on this. that Early childhood development is instrumental to things like reducing prison rates in adults and – you burn and their parents because
1: they yeah. don't go crazy exactly because <laughs> uh, they get a, a couple
0: hours of right a, of me time of me time during the day they can play some Xbox exactly uh, <laughs> yeah but it's like you know early childhood development is like you burn these pathways and you kind of think about it like like you know the kids that you went to school with and like you went to school with them through like uh, elementary school all the way through high school. And if you think about the kids who kind of got left behind during elementary school, they were kind of the same kids once they got into high school and then getting into adult life. Like it was almost like, uh, what they were when they were five, when they were like six years old or seven years old in first grade, uh, they didn't really change, uh, going through all the way to high school. They were always kind of in the same social standing.
1: Yeah. I don't want this to turn into too much of a circle jerk Thank because you. you and I are both huge <laughs> proponents of education. Right, right. Which is – I mean my only other contribution to this conversation is that uh babies should be taken out of the household right. for uh, mommy and daddy time. Well, there you go. <laughs> I think it's cool. Um I don't know.
0: Well, Jesse, you found one of my soapboxes, so deal with it. Get off my yeah. back.
1: I No, I'll I'll get right on your back and reiterate your point All right, is what I will do. I I think it's great. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Education's cool. We need to teach babies a lot of stuff. And you'll never find someone who's more receptive to learning than a baby. Right. Babies are just sitting there and they're trying as hard as they can to figure everything out. By the time you're like eight years old, you're kind of like, burned out on learning you just want to watch spongebob <laughs> right and eat popcorn yeah
0: but when you're a baby and the, and the other thing that you do is you get so if you're at a younger age and you can learn how to socially interact with people that's what i'm talking about in terms of things uh, like yeah totally like prison rates is that it's like people they just don't know how to interact with other humans and so yeah. they act out or they you know it's it's like you need you need to learn how to socially interact with people in order to be a part of our society.
1: You yeah, especially uh you need to learn how to deal with authority cuz yeah. I mean <laughs> I, I mean a teacher is a crazy authoritarian figure especially right. as a young kid. Right. And you need like you learn at a young age like To listen and to stay focused and to try and impress not only your teacher but your peers also. Did you go to preschool? Yes. I did as well. And I remember my preschool as clear as day. I remember the room. I Mm -hmm. remember the people in it. And I remember what I think is a crucial moment in my development as a human Uh took place in preschool. Yeah, yeah. We were all sitting around a circle and, uh, the teacher asked to demonstrate how to, um, uh, give the scissors to someone else. Uh huh. She had the scissors. She had the grown up scissors. You know, oh, the long sh- ones.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yeah. So it was serious business. And she asked for someone to demonstrate how to give scissors. And I raised my hand and. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of the per- type of person to uh, throw their arm up and right. volunteer to be the first person to do something. Right. But at that point, I was. Mm-hmm. And maybe this experience killed it for me. <laughs> so I took the scissors. I grabbed them by the handles and give them to another preschooler. And uh-uh, that's not allowed. Wow. You grab it by the blade to hand the scissors to someone. Right. And I blew it. Yep. And, and now, that and now you're the man you, you are today. Seared into my mind. Yep. And I think the takeaway from that is never be the volunteer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wait for someone else. (laughs) That's just
0: crazy. You know, the other thing is like teachers are like the only adults that you know that aren't your parents.
1: Yeah, totally. Or like your
0: uncles or your aunts or whatever.
1: Yeah, they're not related to you. They're like, you're a stranger, but you're also an adult. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I know I'm supposed to listen to you and you get strict with me sometimes. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. I mean, your teacher is the prototype for what your boss is going to be in the future. Right. Exactly. And I, I think it's important that kids get that early and often because guess what? That's going to be one of the major <laughs> social interactions you have for the next 60 years of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, preschool. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Also uh give it for free because parents need it. They need a break. <laughs> parents need a break. Parents need a break. Parents to a break,
0: <laughs> Jesse. You've only just begun. I know it's crazy. So uh, my my second topic this week has to do with superheroes and stuff. So uh, this was a this is a rumor mill that's coming out. Um, that uh, this is from Batman on film, and it kind of uh, puts some light on what the future of this Justice League uh, franchise could be. So, you know, DC has this idea that they want to do a Justice League movie in the same way that Marvel did an Avengers movie. Kind of build up to it with some other movies. Man of Steel is, you know, seen as a big indicator of whether or not this will be successful, uh, depending on how that movie does this summer. Um, But the whole idea is that we need to make this Justice League movie. Uh, And apparently the the Justice League script has been... (laughs) totally scrapped and they're not really sure what they're going to be doing with it. Um, but this is a rumor that came out from Batman on film, uh, that, that quotes a source saying, um, I believe that they are now looking at introducing the rebooted Batman in a solo film, though that will likely take place later than initially planned. They are extremely worried about how the Batman film franchise would be affected if justice league bombs and rightfully so if Superman this summer's man of steel is huge then they've bought themselves some time and will have a franchise to hang their hat on for seven or eight years. The need for Batman won't be as great, and the reboot of the franchise can wait until the Superman trilogy is done. Under that scenario, I'd say around 2019 or so for a new Batman movie. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Now, this brought up a very interesting uh, point because this means that, uh, that Batman could possibly not be in the Justice League movie. And when I hear that, you know, the initial, the initial reaction is, oh, that's not good. But then I realize that might be good mm-hmm. uh, because there's a couple of things that go into it. You have uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman fr- franchise, and that works great for Batman. Nolan pegged Batman. He was like, this movie is exactly what a Batman movie should be. This is exactly what a Batman trilogy should be. It rocked. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, but that doesn't translate the, the Nolan's Batman doesn't translate well into a justice league because it's too real. It's too rooted in realism. So like once you have that guy and then you throw in a flying alien and then a guy, a a fighter pilot who got, uh, transformed by flying aliens and then a flying alien lady and then a man, merman,
1: like it gets weird. So yeah, but, uh, but Batman, he doesn't have to cooperate with the Justice League as yeah. a thing. Yeah. He can he can ground the he he can ground the whole Justice League. He can take it from like these um I don't know, these like infallible superhuman all-powerful figures uh-huh. and he can be the one to expose how fraudulent they can be and to make it more relatable. And he can be the person that the viewer relates to in the whole... Because who are you going to relate to as a viewer in the Justice League? Aquaman? Well, I think if they
0: put... Now, this is a little unconventional, but I think if they put the Green Arrow in the Justice League, then he could be the guy that you can identify with.
1: Yeah, but Batman... Batman's better because... He, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like, he can, he can be the unwilling participant. He's kind of forced into being in this position of cooperating with Batman, who he's like, or with Superman, who is fundamentally opposed to. Right. And he's a reluctant hero. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what the, the viewer can relate to. If you get rid of Batman, he got, No one that's even approachable. Well, yes and no. I mean, so if you wanted to look
0: at Marvel's Avenger model, then you would say, okay, so Batman could be Iron Man. Uh, Thor could be... uh, Well, I would think Thor would actually be Aquaman. And then uh, Captain America would be Superman. Uh, and, like, the Hulk could be... uh, If you really want to do a Green Lantern where he's more of a loose cannon, the Hulk could be Green Lantern. And these are very loose ties. But but I wouldn't say that Tony Stark is, like, the everyman part of the Avengers that makes it accessible. I feel like it's an ensemble movie, and they pull it off in a way that, uh, like, Tony Stark is probably your grounding force because he's the one that's the most established of all the characters. But at the same time... They were able to do a movie that was fun and that highlighted all of these characters in the right way.
1: That's a flawed analogy, though.
0: Okay. Why is it flawed?
1: Because the Marvel Universe is completely different from the DC Universe. Okay. In the Marvel Universe, you have a bunch of these characters who are less powerful, who have a lot more flaws, or a lot more humanized. In the DC Universe, you have Superman who literally can do anything. Yeah. And is unstoppable except by maybe the Green Lantern who's even more of a person who can do even more of anything and is (laughs) even more literally unstoppable. And in the Marvel universe, these heroes are kind of despised often by the common people whereas in the DC universe, they're gods walking among the earth literally. Yeah. I don't know. And I, the reason I don't think you can take Batman out of it is because one, Batman, he's a great, almost, he can almost be an anti-hero. You can throw him in there as a juxtaposition to Superman, who he can, he's invulnerable. He can fly. He can change time. He can see through steel and almost anything. I, um, he's basically an, an omnipotent being. He is, yeah. but. He is a huge ego. Yeah. And Batman is great at bringing people's egos crashing down. Um, I'm I'm reminded of a well, I I only saw this today, but again, harkening back to Reddit, this on the R slash Batman, something came up today, and uh, it was a conversation between Batman and Superman. Superman says, "I'm not like you, Bruce. I don't need to control everything." Uh-huh. Batman says, after all these years, uh, you know it's not about control. It's about trying to do everything I can. And for you, it's about setting an example. Everyone looks up to you. They listen to you. If you tell them to fight, they'll fight. Bruce continues, but they need to be inspired. And let's face it, Superman, in quotes, the last time you really inspired anyone was when you were dead. Well, there you go. So, I mean, it's the juxtaposition between these guys. Like, Superman being, like, the proto, I don't, alpha male who everyone worships and listens to. And then Batman being this guy who kind of mm-hmm. uh makes humans better themselves for their own, you know, for yeah. their own thing. Instead of being looked after, he's trying to make every everyone a little bit better for their own sake
0: now that's fine that's all fine and good i'm just thinking that they might have ruined the possibility of an effective justice league batman by making batman so good and so removed from that whole mythological world you know it's like leave the gods and aliens to duke it out this is what i'm saying is like just have your first movie the justice league movie and don't have batman in it just have uh, just have all the rest of the, the rest of the, uh, the Justice League in it. Then at, maybe at the end of the movie, tease that Batman is around and that Gotham is around. Then do a standalone Batman film that puts Batman in the DC universe, not in like the Nolan universe, not rooted in a reality universe, but in an actual DC superhero universe akin to the, the Tim Burton one. And then have Batman come in for the, for the Justice League too.
1: I don't know. I don't like that idea. I like keeping this hyper realistic <laughs> yeah. Batman cuz he I mean this is your this is your anchor that pulls it out of like a totally unrelatable mm. universe that you could potentially make with all these other DC people and pull it back into something that is realistic to someone who's going to go watch a movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess the whole thing is we got to see how Man of Steel turns out this
1: summer. It's probably going to be awful.
0: It's probably going to be terrible, and then uh DC is. That's the thing too. Is like DC, you don't need to do this. Just give me a. Just give me a good Batman movie. Give me a good Superman movie. You don't have to do a Justice League movie. Like mo- this worked for Marvel. That doesn't mean it's going to work for you.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that I. I especially think that a Marvel universe lends itself to crossovers a yeah. lot more than the DC universe does. Right. DC, I mean, you can ha- kind of have a bunch of different heroes doing their own hero stuff, whereas yeah. Marvel, uh, they're, each hero's kind of less complete, you know? So yeah, like even can, if
0: you look at a guy like Wolverine or even somebody like Magneto or, you know, Spider-Man is just a nerdy kid. Like they all have these human elements to them that ground them in some sort of reality in our world. Superman is not grounded in a reality in our world.
1: Yeah, I think that's what you risk if yeah. you leave Batman out of a Justice League. It's just
0: well, that's totally the problem. Is that it, what if 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 Batman's the only guy who's rooted in the world, and everybody else are these weird crazies? Like he's just the odd man out at that point.
1: Unless you make the movie fifty percent Batman,
0: fifty percent Batman, a hundred percent awesome <laughs> Justice League. All right, Jesse, <laughs> it's uh, a <laughs> it's time to move on. Uh, we've told you how you can get in touch with us. You can. Uh, You can leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. You can write us at personalarrogance at gmail.com. You can like us on our Facebook page. We've been getting a ton of likes lately. We like it when you like us, and we like you for liking it. And I just want to highlight some of our likes. Ryan Young, Kevin Freeman, Shelly Fisk, Derek Romaine. The list goes on and on. we got uh, Tim Treader. we got Josh Parigo and uh, lots of others. Uh, Thank you so much for liking our Facebook page. But please... Guys, you gotta go over to the Bald Move Facebook page. You gotta check out Baldmove.com. We are it's it's becoming uh, insane because now the Walking Dead is back. Uh so we got that going, we got the the Bald Move T V podcast going, we got the Because Show, we love the ladies of the Because Show. We couldn't love them any more than we do right now, and it's Valentine's Day, so that's why we're saying it. But guys, first of all, Watching Dead is back. And and Walking Dead just had its largest uh, largest viewership of any episode for the premiere for the mid season premiere, so that's awesome. You got to catch up there. Game of Thrones is happening very very soon, so you got to get ready for that. There is just a ton of shit happening at Bald Move and BaldMove So please uh, check out uh, the Bald Move Facebook page and uh, get in on it because it's happening, man. So be a part of it. Uh, and then the other thing is, you can always rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. It gives us iTunes credit. It helps people stumble upon our podcast when they're browsing podcasts on iTunes. And it's just a great way to spread the word. Now, Jesse, didn't we get a good uh, a good review this week?
1: Yeah, Eric, we sure did. Yep. Um, <clears throat> uh, the title is My Favorite Podcast, so that's off to a good start. That's a great start. Five stars. And it mm-hmm. reads uh, – "It's well, I'm not going to spoil who wrote it because mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting. Uh, it yep. could be the greatest podcast ever. Only problem is that I can't talk back to my iPod. No worries, you can call Jesse and Eric and leave them a message. Right? If my if my best friend died, all I would have to do is put an episode on of the personal arrogance and bam, instant replacement. There you go. It doesn't matter what Jesse and Eric talk about, I'll listen and be entertained. Great show. Josh in Maine. But Josh and Main's real name is Podcast Connoisseur.
0: Yes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Podcast Connoisseur left us a beautiful review, and uh, we couldn't be happier with it. Um, yeah, there's just so much great stuff. We also got one from Starbucks Seal. We got one from N. Straka. We got Tony S2. There's so many why good don't, reviews. Why don't
1: you read N. Straka's?
0: Good. <laughs> Titles, good. Review, five stars. Bottom, good. <laughs> uh starbucks seal says another great bald move podcast i've been a faithful listener to the, to the because show for the past couple of years they speak so wonderfully of you that i thought i'd check it out we love the because show we love them so much so guys you can uh you can rate and review us on itunes we love that um there's just so much so many ways to get in touch with us you should be a part of the show if you write us or leave us a voicemail you can be a part of the show we want you to be a part of the show there's nothing greater than that uh for us than than checking our voicemail line and hearing your beautiful voices or seeing your beautiful words that you write, so please uh, be a part of the show. Get in contact with us. Personal at three six zero three six two zero zero two four or Facebook or whatever you want. We got a bunch of avenues. Jesse, are you ready for some recommendations?
1: Uh, yeah, I sure am, Eric. All right, what's your first rec? Well, I won the roll off, so oh. um, on future uh. Pfft. On Netflix right now is a new season of Futurama. I believe it's 7. Yeah. I've been watching it. I've been loving it.
0: Yep. Netflix it. Netflix it. Speaking of Netflix, my first recO is going to be the Netflix original series, House of Cards. I mm. watched uh, this past weekend. I
1: kind of want to watch this.
0: This past weekend, I watched the entire first season.
1: I heard it's really good.
0: It's good, man. I really liked it. Uh, like, it's just great to have something that's that high quality. And it's just like, bam, here's the entire first season. Watch it at your leisure. And yeah, that's
1: crazy. They're breaking new ground here. They
0: really are. And it's a great way. Like, I binged it, dude. I binged it hard. Mm-hmm. I like watched three. I think I watched th- three or four episodes the first night. Then I watched four episodes the next night and then five episodes the third night. So I just yeah. poured through it. And it's it's really good. It's very, very entertaining. Um, kind of leaves the season on a strange note. I think that they could have put one more episode on there. But I guess that's why they are making multiple episodes, multiple seasons.
1: There you so. go. Uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers. He, w- he was uh mentioning it. And he said that it was too dark for him to binge it.
0: Oh, it is so. pretty dark. It's pretty, uh, the characters are pretty awful. Pretty awful people. (laughs) Well,
1: it's about politics, right?
0: It's about politics. It's also about – sizably about journalism and about, like, modern journalism. Interesting. uh, But also about politics. Are there a lot
1: of F-bombs?
0: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Uh F-bombs. There's everything. It's everything you want from an HBO show. See, Eric, I'm
1: trying to – I'm trying to find shows that I can watch with my daughter in the room. (laughs) And this doesn't sound like one of them. Well, you could wear headphones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I want to watch it with Tasha. I mean, I guess we both could wear yeah, headphones.
0: Like I told you before, put an earbud in each, beer, in each ear and breathe <laughs> into each other's mouths and watch uh game or whatever this is. House of Cards.
1: Okay. Well, while yeah. we're doing that, uh, okay. we will go to my second recommendation, which is rye whiskey. Oh, Yeah. Nothing goes down smoother than rye whiskey when you're breathing in each other's mouths. Well, there you go. Yep. So uh <laughs> I've been drinking bullet rye and enjoying oh, it. I like yeah. a little bullet. spicy rye whiskey.
0: God, I love bullet. It's so good. Mm. Bullet Have bourbon. you had the bullet rye? I have. Yeah. It's delicious. Uh Then my recommendation this week is go to the doctor. Guys, we're guys, and guys don't go to the doctor. I had a. Uh, this is going to get a little gross, but I had a, I had an ingrown toenail for uh, about a year and a half, walking you around. With your this toenails
1: thing. too short, buddy?
0: No, it's it's the curse of the big feet. I have like chronic uh, ingrown toenails. Regardless. Don't clip
1: them in so so short.
0: Well, I don't have to worry about it anymore, Jesse, because I went and got my foot permanently fixed at at the doctor, and I had a great podiatrist. He was it's like it's a completely painless procedure, like. It sounds gross because they like cut your fing, they cut your toenail and they rip it out and then they dig in. They cut within... your
1: finger off and right. then you're, you you do not care what they do to your toe. They replace
0: your toe with your finger and it's, but they, they like cut in, like they numb your toe and then they cut in and then they kill the cells that grow the toe and all this stuff. And it sounds terrible, but it, it like, there's been a little bit of pain associated with it, but it's, it was nothing compared to walking around with that ingrown toenail for a year and a half. Which is like Mm. a stabbing pain. It's like having a knife in your toe for a year and a half. And I'm a guy, and I'm saying, I'll just live with it for a little while. I should have gone to the podiatrist a year and a half ago. Go to the doctor, guys.
1: I don't have health
0: insurance. Well, that's a (laughs) problem. That'll prohibit you. Welcome welcome to the United States.
1: There is that.
0: Well, when you get it, Jesse, just go to the doctor, Okay. (laughs) That's my final uh, answer.
1: I'll, I'll work until then. I'll just make sure not to uh, cut my <laughs> toenails to the point where they destroy my feet. There
0: you go. Uh, and then uh, before we wrap up the show this week, I just want to do a quick uh, Facebook rundown. Uh, Levi Rican says the Pusa Fest 2013 tickets are now on sale. Uh, that's Presidents of the United States of America. They're playing in Portland and Seattle. And I've seen them before live. They're a great band live if you want to go see them. Check out Pusa Fest, P-U-S-A Fest, 2013. Uh, also, Dennis Kleinbeck, uh, he's taken up the whole show, but he wants to get our take on the upcoming World War Z movie. We always love a new uh, a new zombie movie. Is that right, Jesse? I'm not excited about this at all. I won't see it. Well, there you go. And I would like to hear, he also says, I would like to hear condolences for my Brave Aliens DVD, oh, which yeah. died today. I, I'm sorry
1: to hear, that's possibly my favorite movie ever.
0: Yeah, Aliens. His DVD? You got. Dennis You gotta
1: replace that, Dennis. Yeah,
0: Dennis's DVD died today, and because it's not watchable anymore, pal. We had fun times. We had fun times, and mostly we had fun times. That's what Dennis says. I also think it's funny he starts over with pal because for all of you video nerds out there, you know that that DVD probably was pal because it was a German DVD, so it I wasn't see. NTSC. My video nerds know what I'm talking about. Jason Cornelius says, "Wow, I
1: you just." You went deep. I
0: went deep in the video, nerd. Uh, I JC Cordelia says, I might have missed this earlier, uh, but do you guys ever play any pen and paper RPG games? I used to play Wizard of the Coast Star Wars game, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, of course we play pen and paper RPGs. We love Dungeons & Dragons. We talk about it all the time.
1: Yeah. Um, so, actually, this year of my life represents the 50% mark uh-huh. of playing Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> from, I've played it for half of my life. From now
0: on, point. you'll have played it for most of your life.
1: Yeah, totally. I was happy to figure that one out. I started playing when (laughs) I was 13, and I've played ever since.
0: Yeah, I think the first time I played, I was probably 16. So, late bloomer. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, James Patterson, we already talked about the King Felix deal, but he also... Uh he wants more is it worse than a punch in the face, and maybe we'll be able to accommodate that on on the next podcast. Guys, you can find us on Facebook. We always post when we're going to record, and if you want us to talk about anything, you could post it on that thread.
1: Jesse, is that it for this week? Are we done? Well, I just want to launch into two or three more forty five minute segments. Good job. All right.
0: So what's the first
1: segment? Um World War Two history. Okay. Just kidding. (laughs) Starting with the invasion of Poland. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Eric, I like to start it with the Japanese invasion of China. I -hmm. I find it offensive that in this uh, Anglo-American-centric telling of World War II history, we begin with the invasion of Poland when in reality it had been waging since 1937 when the Japanese invaded China. It's racist to start in 1939. Thank you and good night.
0: And good night. That's all we have for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please stay in touch with us, people. We love to pour sound in your ears. Uh, and we love it when, when you pour your sound in ours. So please, uh, keep in touch and remember that wherever you go and whatever you do, please stay, stay arrogant.
1: Stay arrogant. arrogant.
2: We'll be right <laughs>